that's fucking football right there. None of that pansyastic tugging smile for the camera bullshit. We win together we celebrate together. Football is back baby. Oh yeah, this is definitely going in my cringe compilation. Welcome back to another episode of the Goalpost Gambling Podcast. I'm very sorry you have to be here with my brother, Big Money Justin. If we if we survive the preseason, we can get through anything. Preseason yes, honestly yes. was pretty good to us though. Kind of. I got I got a little I got a little dull. It's, I got a little bit dull. What, the fun thing for me is it's a whole different animal. Like it is. There's so many complexities and like you have to make sure you were doing the research, staying up to the minute who's going to play, who's going to play for how long, and that fourth quarter is just absolutely a shit show. Anything could happen. You could have the fucking water boy come on and, and see if you can right. throw it around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you were smart, you could you you know you could have made some money during preseason. Um, there were there were spots where, you know, it, if you you know where a player went way under the total or way over the total, just depending on how much they were playing, and that was really the name of the game. So preseason betting was very specific and unique, but it's nice to get back to regular season, fo- season football. We know these teams are trying their best. The players are going to be the, out there the entire time barring injury. It's going to be 100%. No holding back any sort of plays or anything. So it, it's it's go time. And the lines, a lot of the lines are already out for the player props. And, of course, the, the spreads have been out. And so we have a lot to get into on this episode. No, I love it. I, I'm glad to be back. College football, you have a totally different experience where the lines really... Are wild. I mean, imagine in the NFL, like Ravens play the Browns or the well, the Ravens Jets. There you go, Ravens Jets, Week One. What if that was like thirty point spread? It could be if if, if the structure of the NFL was different. If the Ravens, true. If Ravens were like, hey, I got. If Harbaugh was like, hey, I gotta be, be like my brother over that Michigan winning by forty four, going for it on fourth and goal when you're when you're up thirty seven. If NFL teams had that mentality and scoring by winning by more and scoring more mattered then yeah, maybe those lines would get there. But once you have the game in your hands, you know, NFL, it's just about getting to the locker room with the W. So we'll have to transition a little bit. College football betting has been pretty good to me so far. I haven't posted any plays because my first plays were absolute dog shit, and I've been scared to post any since. However, that doesn't mean that betting has stopped. Betting, as Big Money Justin knows, never stops. Yeah, there's, there's, there's never an excuse to not bet. Let's get right into it. Week one. Let's start with our Sunday, September 11th games. San Francisco 49ers, Chicago Bears. Can you guess how much San Fran is laying? I've been following this. I've been following this game from very early on when they posted this line about like three or four months ago. It was six and a half, six and a half for so long. Eventually, it jumped up to Niners by seven. Um, I've thought about this game a lot, and it is a lot of points for a team that is playing a new quarterback who a lot of people feel like maybe Shanahan kind of rushed Trey Lance in because they have to follow the plan because they traded so much to draft him early on that he was going to be the guy that now they have to push him forward and make Trey Lance their quarterback. But maybe he's not as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I I think that he certainly could have a higher ceiling than Garoppolo, but I don't think there's many people believe that he's ready to go right now and to outperform Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say that it's a similar scenario, but it's not like this is the first time we've seen the Niners do this. Alex Smith was a good, viable quarterback, and he gets shipped off, and they put it in young Colin Kaepernick's hands, and they say, "Hey, here's the keys to the offense. Don't crash." Yeah, I mean it's a different I, situation, but but we have seen this kind of thing happen in San Francisco before, right? But you you also asked this question about what would happen to Jimmy G. If the Niners made it to the Super Bowl, the Niners were very close to making a Super Bowl. They were a, a you know, dropped interception away from Tart, I believe, the safety. A dropped interception away from going to the Super Bowl. If Garoppolo made it to the Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl, I mean... it's a good point. They are, and, and like you said, they're laying seven. They're laying seven now to the Bears. The Bears are not a team that we think are going to be good if you listen to our bonus episode, our season win total over under, we're both pretty negative on the Bears. But you got to tell me honestly, Justin, have you seen enough from Trey Lance 
to definitively say that he's better than Justin Fields will be. No, and this is this is the point I'm going to, but if we're just talking about the spread, we're talking about betting here. It's tough to it's tough to take the, the seven points with Trey Lance. I fully believe the Niners are going to win this game. I think the Niners are going to win this game. What was the I money? Agree. What is the money line on this? I mean, you have to give up minus two ninety five. Yeah, not to worth take it. The Niners. Yeah. No. Yeah, not worth it. But seven points is a lot for a quarterback who might be a little bit slow going. This this offense is going to be very, you know, RG three esque when 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 Shanahan was there in Washington. It's going to be a lot of running the football. You know, the, the quarterback is going to be on the move a lot. They're not going to ask Trey Lance to throw more than 25 times in, in this game. So can they get over that seven points? That That is tough. That is really tough. And I would start looking maybe looking at the like the first half lines. You know, uh, maybe maybe you want the Bears to cover and, and the, the uh, or to win on the spread in the first half. But seven points, I would I would... I would lean towards the Bears, but I don't think I'd play this one. I just can't lay the points. If you go back to 2021, that opening week, we saw teams win, giving up the points on the spread only three times. Lots of dogs won. Lots of dogs won with the points. I'm just not comfortable week one with a quarterback that's still inexperienced giving up on the road seven points. Seven points in Chicago. That's. I'm not saying I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the Bears' money line. I might. I'm not going to advise it. But that's seven points. You have to lock that up. I'll, I'll lock up the seven points right now. The other we have here is over-under on this game, 41 and a half. What do you like on the over-under? I don't know because I just don't know. How many points are the Bears going to get to contribute to this? I mean, maybe maybe the Niners win like fourteen to twenty. I I, can see, I think the Niners are going to win it for sure, obviously, but they could win a low-scoring game. I don't know how how much we're going to get from Trey Lance. These drives might be a little little long, chewing up the clock, running the ball five yards here, seven yards here. I, I don't see like a lot of explosive plays, but forty-one. You need a lot from from the Bears to contribute to that. I mean, I think I think the biggest matchup for this game. Is this Bears offensive line versus the 49ers? Mm. The 49ers have been one of the best pass rushes, one of the best lines for a while now. I don't think they get fully the credit they deserve. But Nick Bosa, coming back from the ACL, has been an absolute game wrecker. Justin Fields is probably going to continue to run for his life. I think that matchup, especially as the game wears on, I think the Bears will start losing that matchup pretty convincingly up front. So I don't know how the Bears are going to get things going on offense. So I don't know. It's, It's low, but I would kind of lean the under on this one. I don't think that the Bears will win like we said, but whatever happens, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I would predict maybe 13 to, let's say, 17. 13 to 17, 49ers win. I think we're going to go way under on this. You could probably even get an alt line and push that closer to mid-30s if you really want to take a risk. But I don't know that it's that big of a risk. I mean, I would truly be flabbergasted fucking flabbergast if Justin Fields and Trey Lance each put up two plus touchdowns passing. Yeah. Like that, well, yeah. Can you look up the, their their touchdown props? Is it is it 0.5? I'm really curious about there's, this too. I was I was going to see. There's no way it lances at 1.5. You, uh, let's see if you can get it first. Try to pull it up on your shed. No, it's too late for that. My phone's like 12, 12 feet away from me. It's 12 feet away from you. It's, like, it's, it's like five yards away. Whole golf. Yeah, big money. Justin is is basically off the grid right now. I am. Um, implied win probability on DraftKings: Chicago Bears get twenty eight percent. Not what I was looking for, though. Let's see the. Uh, let's look real quick at the player props on this one. What did you say you wanted to look at? I just want. I just want to know is 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 Trey Lance's touchdown passing touchdowns prop at one and a half? All right, Justin. I have your lines right here. The passing yards, Justin Fields is over under 206. Trey Lance over under 211. I'd hammer both the unders there. Passing touchdowns, Justin Fields is at over under 0.5. Yeah. A half touchdown. Wow. Trey Lance, though, this one's kind of interesting. Trey Lance is at over under one and a half. 
You can get the under one and a half for minus 180. I mean, I'm so tempted to take the under there because Hell we, yeah. we, we saw when, when they got in the red zone last year, or goal line situation last year, they brought Trey Lance in there basically just to run. So when they get the in, in there, like inside five yards, inside 10 yards, what do you think they're going to do? I think I think it's more likely than not that they that he goes under one half half touching passing passing touchdowns. He might even get one touchdown passing touchdown. This dude can end up you know with three rushing touchdowns, but the passing touchdowns, I don't know the one and a half. That's that seems steep in a game like this. Yeah, they haven't published all <laughs> these lines here, but if he gets three touchdowns, my thinking is probably two of those are going to be on the ground. I can't see him getting over over a touchdown I mean through the air I don't even know that they will get many touchdowns period they might score a touchdown for the full game they could win 13 to 3 they could win 13 to 7 who knows who knows it could yeah. be that low scoring <laughs> watch it yeah, watch us be so wrong watch us be like 31 to 27 hey man that's the NFL you, you never truly know but looking at projection it feels like it's going to be a low scoring game I think that the Niners are going to take this one, but I think the Niners are going to win because they're going to have repeated opportunities to score, and eventually they're going to get there. I think Trey Lance is going to have some groin pains. He might have some drives where there's a penalty, a false start, or maybe a turnover, maybe a bad pass. I think there will be some tough drives for 49ers, but their defense is going to continue to wear down on, on the Bears where they get enough opportunities to take the game later on. But um, I just don't see a lot of explosive plays early on. So under total points, under one and a half touchdown passes for Trey Lance, I think those are interesting things to look at in this type of game. Still think the, the, the Niners are going to take this one on the road, but seven points is a little too much with Trey Lance. Yeah, I love the points here. I love the under here. Maybe even warm up to sprinkling a little bit on the Chicago money line. This next game, I would not sprinkle any on the money line. Baltimore and the New York football Jets. Minus seven. Another touchdown difference. Minus seven in Baltimore's favor. Joe Flacco, Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco and the New York Jets get plus seven points. Are you taking the seven on this one, Justin? So it is It is in New York on 9-11. You have to go there. What? Why is that funny to you? It's not funny. It's not funny. You just opened with that so casually. Yes, I mean, so it's going to be, it's going to be emotional for for the Jets fans uh, and the players. I mean, playing in nine eleven in New York for any sporting events, it's going to have some extra punch to us. Have some extra emotion. Our our uncle will never get over the the game that the Cowboys, his big Cowboys fan. First, yeah, first NFL game after nine eleven, and the Cowboys play in New York against the Giants. And it wasn't close. They were destined no. to lose. And poor Cowboys were, were set up. But, I mean, yeah, no one's, no one's really talking about the storyline. But I think it's interesting. I, mean, I think it adds a little something. You know, there's going to be a presentation, a video. There's, there's going to be something that goes along with it. Mm. Just talking about, about football, it is Joe Flacco. Um, for what I've seen from him, you know, in his time with Denver, I think he's really shelved himself. This just, uh, this just team is young without a true leader I don't think I think Robert Salah has proven himself especially on defensive side which is supposed to be his his strength um they lose Mikai Beckton their their rock at left tackle Brees Hall has impressed uh so far but again it's just they're they're relying on a lot of young guys I don't think this is a complete team I still think they're a far way off and their guy Zach Wilson who they're kind of you know leaning on to grow is not going to be there, and it's going to be all on Joe Flacco in this game. I think the Ravens are due for a bounce back. I think they're going to start hot. You know, they go through preseason again without dropping a game, continuing the streak. I, Lamar Jackson looks really good. He's put on some, some some muscle mass. He's put on some weight. I think it's going to be a good comeback season for the Ravens as a whole with all the injuries being settled. And Lamar Jackson, I think this is a good launching pad for them. Seven points. It's a lot. It's a lot, especially when we consider the Ravens just like the Niners are more of a running team. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't play the spread here, but I would lean more towards the Ravens than the Jets. The money line on this one is trash. Minus 295 for Baltimore to win the game, plus 245 on the Jets to win. 
it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable matchup with the day and everything we talked about with 9-11. I'm probably going to stay away from this one pretty, pretty surely. But maybe the Joe Flacco start is kind of a blessing in disguise for New York. Maybe his leadership kind of helps pull it together. They have Wilson. What's his first name? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. And then Sauce Gardner, right? Yeah, Sauce Gardner. I mean, a lot of young players. They have a lot of young players. A lot of players on this team are young. And a lot of the younger players on this team actually play for the team as well. Okay. It's true. Both factual statements. But in all seriousness, though, I think I'm going to warm up to this one. Seven points is still a lot. Seven points is still a lot. I can't lay that with the Ravens here. I'm not touching this one. If you make me, I'll take the Jets plus seven, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Under over 44 and a half. I'm going under on this one, too. Me too. Yeah, under. I, I don't see any reason that Flacco's going to be lighting it up. Most of the scoring, if you want to kind of chalk this one, most of the scoring is going to have to come from Baltimore. And like you said, they're not likely to really lay it on them 39 to 10. So give me give me the under here. And if I have to, give me the Jets plus 7. Move around. Another 1 o'clock game that we have here. Fans are absolutely chomping at the bit to get this one on the TV screen. Philadelphia Eagles visiting the Detroit Lions. Eagles are minus 4, minus 195 on the money. Lions, of course, plus 4, plus 165 on the money. Over under 48 and a half. Well, it's the Hard Knocks season opener. Do you like the Lions plus the points here, or do you think Philly can cover? I'm, I'm going to take Philly covering this one. We saw what happened last year. I think I think I think that the Lions are gonna be pissed off about it. I think they're going to want to redeem themselves. But like I've, I've talked about before, the I, I I you know there there it might be true that Dan Campbell wants to win more than anybody else, and he he's he's the most emotional about his guys, and he cares so much, and I get that. But at some point, grit and emotion can only do so much for you. I think the Eagles are a better team. They're better on the offensive line. I think they're better on the defensive line. I think they have identity. They know what they want to do. I think it's going to be a similar outcome from last year. I don't think the Lions have improved their defense enough. Hutchinson might be able to do some things, but in this offense, he's not going to be really able to uncork his skill set and just chase Jalen Hurts. You know, it's going to be a lot of movement. It's going to be tough for Aiden Hutchinson to get involved early. So I just think the Eagles are going to run the ball. They're going to do what they did last year. It's going to be very tough for the Lions to stop the bleeding. I mean, you have to think about it. Even Aaron Donald with the Rams, he's got other guys on that team. It's not him alone. Even if Hutchinson is that caliber player, which he's not right now, but even if he were, I don't know that they have the guys backing him up where they couldn't scheme it to kind of move away from him. I just don't know that I can trust them plus only four points. Philly, I I like this as a good season for Hurts to really kind of uh, step over the bar here. It's not been particularly high for him yet, but this could be his best season to date. I like Philly to do this. If nothing else, their defense should carry them to the win here, minus the four points. I love, absolutely love the rookie class they added, the guys they return. I don't think Goff is going to have a pretty day. I really don't. Let's actually, let's look real quick. I wonder what the odds are on some of these passing props and whatnot with Jared Goff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see these coming up just yet. We might be a little bit early on it. If you do like the Eagles to absolutely wipe the floor with them, we've got some alternate spreads here. What do you see on the alt line, Justin? I mean, if, if you want to spin another blowout, you could get up to 10.5, make it 184, or 11.5, 2 If you go all the way to 19.5, you get 464. Um, if you if you want to tease it down to plus one and a half for the Eagles, and you get two minus two forty four, um, but you might as well just play the money line at that point. I yeah, I mean they could blow them out. I would give them a better shot of blowing them out than coming within like a point. I just don't think this is going to be particularly competitive. 
I just really don't. I know it's in Detroit. I know the Lions are emotional. I know Dan Campbell is ready to rip off some kneecaps. But I just don't see this one being that big of a contest. I think this game is boring and ugly. I think Eagles win 21-6. to six. I'm going to say the Eagles are going to win like 34-10 probably. That, that's my bet. Or it's my, that's my best guess. You think they'll score 34? Yeah, I think so. Okay. They, they got 44 last year. Well, last, that would be 14 game. points. Go ahead and tease it up to 11. Then. I know, that's what I'm saying. But oh, um, yeah. I think there's an interesting contrast between, between coaches. Because Nick Sirianni, um, by the public and by the media, by the media, was clowned on so much. Made, made fun of him. Ha- made fun of. Had like one of the worst opening press conferences you could have as a coach. And... Dan Campbell on their side is a media darling. The public loves him. Twitter loves him. Everyone's on Dan Campbell. Everyone's, everyone wants to see him succeed. But as far as winning the players' trust and, and proving that, that he can facilitate success, proving he can put together a, a game plan and he knows what, what the job is and, and how to win, Nick Sirianni has done it. Nick Sirianni started low because because of the public image, but to me, I think he's really proven that he can coach at a, at a high level, and he knows what he needs to do with his team. Dan Campbell has not proven that at all. I mean, the same thing as he's saying right now. We heard last season, yeah, and you and you and you saw the results of last season. So I think I think there, there's a contrast between how people view the coaches and what they've proven. I'm riding with with Sirianni. All my questions about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, they won't come up in this game. Because Jalen Hurst is not going to have to throw the ball all True. game. It's not going to be the game they played last season in the playoffs against the Buccaneers when they really challenged. They can just run the ball and stick their identity in this game. If this was at seven points, you'd have me hesitating maybe a little bit. But that four-point spread, I mean, we talked about it last week, or excuse me, the first week of last year. Only three teams cover their spread, but it still did happen. And if that's going to be the case here, this is certainly one of those games that I would chalk up to the favorite winning. Under over 48 and a half. Ah, I don't want to keep playing unders, but I can't do anything but that. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of over-unders I'm going to play this week, but if we're just talking about which side we jump on, I would lean towards the under. Again, it's just one of these games where can we get enough from the Lions to get to over 48 and a half? The Eagles, yeah. could, Eagles could blow them out and, and score 37 points, but you still need something from, from the Lions. I, just considering the, the, the projection on the Lions' offense, I would lean towards the under here. Yeah, But it's I'm, not a slam dunk, in my opinion. I'm going under. Like you said, the question on that really is, can Philly put up 40 points on the board? That really is the question. Um, and maybe, maybe against that defense but we'll have to see we'll have to find out maybe Aiden Hutchinson is is Aaron Donald meets J.J. Watt and no one can move the ball and it's just straight fire even if so it's not going to show itself week one against this team <laughs> I'm not being serious oh okay I know you're a big fan I'm a big fan big fan of football me too absolutely man. pigskin isn't it, isn't it a great game really does it for me the next game though the line is not very close. This one is really kind of astonishing. In my mind, it really is. Another one o'clock game. Colts-Texans. Have you seen the line on this? I've seen it's eight, right? It's eight it's points. Eight. eight points, yeah. They're laying eight in Houston. In Houston. I don't know about you, but I'm riding with a... I feel like Shaq, the way I'm riding with a general. Give me General Mills. Give me plus eight on the Mills Hill. At home? Yeah. No, no, no chance. I like the Colts. They're dealing with a little bit of injuries, right? But th- they're a good team. But they might win by a touchdown if they win. Yeah. But the Texans at home? Yeah. They might lose every game after this. But this is a winnable week one game. And speaking of, they're plus 310 to win the game. That's worth a sprinkle in my mind. But maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm I'm so far gone. That I think Davis Mills and the Texans have a chance. No, I don't think you're so far gone. I mean, eight points is so much in the NFL. That can be covered in garbage time in a lot of cases. I mean, that's that's more than a than a touchdown. I mean, and look at the at the Colts uh, offense. Their weapons are a little bit lacking. 
a lot of the fans were talking about during the season was a narrative that, okay, they got Matt Ryan, great, they got a good defense, a good line, but where are the weapons? Where's the extra juice going to come from for the big plays? You know, where, where, where's the, you know, the, the slot receiver that you had, you know, with, with uh, T.Y. Hilton in, in the past? I mean, and they have a top two running back in the game and Jonathan Taylor. And so that's great. They can have success. And, and I feel pretty strongly they're going to win this game. That's why the line is where it is. But running the ball, doing what they're doing, is that going to be enough for eight points? Especially when you look at Davis Mills, he's, he's heavily disrespected. I've talked about this before. But because of his draft status, people didn't get excited about what he did last year, but he was actually pretty solid. I think Texans last year, a lot of the games early on, they had some crazy uh, spreads, and they were actually able to cover them. Do I give Texans a chance in this game? Probably not. But eight points, I would lean towards the Texans covering that. Yeah, I, I honestly have to lock this one up. Texans week one at home. Davis Mills coming off a pretty good season. Looks fine in preseason. Honestly, at this point, I don't know that he's not better than Matt Ryan. I know that's probably not a very well-informed take, given we haven't really seen... We don't do informed takes here, Nick. Let it rock. You know what it is. Skull post. Ride with the Ride with the general here on this one. I want to find an alt line real quick. Let's see if we can get... Yeah... If you want to take this one down to four points and you want to give the Texans a field goal, you can get some value there. Plus 170. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. But, I mean, I would even throw a little bit down on them on money line. Ten bucks to make 31? I mean, that's not that's not horrible uh, with a, a actual chance. I give them more of a chance than I do the the um, the Bears to win or the Jets to win or the Lions to win. Yeah, a lot of things are going to have to go right for the Texans to, to win this game. When you look at the, the Colts, their defense just has so many great players. I think they've got like 11 Pro Bowlers from last year on the team returning. So this team definitely has a lot of quality players. Maybe Texans, they, you know, they get a bump, they get a boost from playing at home week one. Maybe Mills shows out. Maybe Matt Ryan struggles a little bit. Maybe it's going to take time for Matt Ryan to really get going, but they can lean on Jonathan Taylor. So I think I think the, the, the line is... You know, it's it's fair. I understand where it is, but I'm still leaning under. As far as Texas winning the game, I don't really see it. But hey, if you want to sprinkle some on there and maybe Texans have a great day, then uh, more power to you. They have what's the rookie Stingley, the cornerback. Yes, yeah, like Derek Stingley Jr. Yeah. yeah, I mean this could be a, a moment for him to show out against an aging Matt Ryan. Maybe maybe makes the play. It is over under 46. Maybe just because we've taken all unders. I'll go over here. I'll I'll see some points fly on both sides, maybe. Or is that dumb? Should we go under? Um, nah. I, I guess lean over. I I think I think there'll be enough moments in this game where Mills can do some things, or maybe the defense creates a turnover. Um, you know, John, obviously they're they can they're gonna run the ball a lot, but even last season, uh, leaning on Jonathan Taylor, they were able, they were able to score in a hurry still because Carson wins. So lean the over but again a lot of these over underlines I'm not really loving especially since we don't have a, a blueprint for how the pacing of these teams yet it's hard to predict where the, the points are going to be Total 1 o'clock games roll on I absolutely love this one this is going to be if nothing else just a fun football game to watch Pittsburgh Steelers head to the AFC Championship winning Bengals home field in Cincinnati they are getting Six and a half points over under 44. Steelers plus 240 on the money line. What do you want to do here on this this AFC North matchup? I've been waiting for this moment. He's been waiting for on this. so long. Did for, you bet this one in advance? Months. Huh? Did you bet this one in advance? No, I'm, I'm waiting. But you bet it mentally in advance. You I went yeah, ahead and wrote that check. Yeah, the money's already there mentally. It's been there for months. Just like the illness. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's all up there. Yep. All right. Well, divulge. What do you got here? I like the Steelers money line. What is it at right now? Did it move up? I don't know that it's moved up. You've watched this closer than I have. It's at plus two forty right now. That's more. It used to be two twenty. So it's, it's moved up to two forty. I'm going to tell you if you like the money line here and you want to par that parlay that with Roethlisberger unders, 
You might be in good shape. Rosberger <laughs> under. Okay, great. <laughs> what do you like about the Steelers in this one? I like the Steelers in general this season. I think they're heavily slept on. I think I think Mike Tomlin is one of the better coaches in the NFL. He's going to get his guys ready. He has this this standard of excellence with the team. He's never gone under 500. So if you look at last season, they were still able to have success, you know, and almost in that that playoff hunt. If things went differently in that uh, that crazy that crazy Raiders Chargers game, yeah, people they forget how close they were. They could have made the playoffs. But so all the Steelers have done in the offseason has gone better. The offensive line might not be great, but it should be improved. I think just having Kenny Pickett and Trubisky, you have two solid options. And even if, even if they're not top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, which no one expects them to be, it's better than Rosberger. I think, I think a, a big point people are missing is that how bad Rosberger is. Go back and watch, go back and watch the film and watch the games. He could not throw the ball down the field. He couldn't move. Mitchell Trubisky does get the start in this game. He's going to be able to move a little bit. Bengals' defense is decent. Not great. I think people people overplayed the, the Bengals' strengths a little bit because they had a crazy playoff run. McPherson goes 14-14 on field goals. They win on a bunch of last-second field goal game-winning kicks. But I think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit during, during the regular season, even at home. I think the Steelers might be the better team. I think they're going to have the best defense in the NFL. And I, I think I think it's going to be a close game, which is why I love the value of, of plus 240 in the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to are going to start hot. I think they're going to make the upset here. I think plus 240 is incredible value. That is my best bet of week one is Steelers' money line over the Bengals. Really? Not the plus 6.5, but the money line? You can play the plus 6.5. I advocate for that too. I think it's awesome, but the money line and the value there, I think it's the best you're going to get. I'm playing it. I'm dying on that hill. I'll see you you after the game. Are you locking it up? Yeah, I'm locking it up. Oh, yeah. This is a super lock. This is a number one bet. I can respect that. I don't know that I have the guts to take the money line. This is my favorite dog, my favorite road dog of week one, but... I'm going to play it safe, and I'm going to take the six and a half. That's just too many points to give to a team that, like you said, could very well win it. I think when it comes to the actual matchup, I love what the Bengals have on offense. I really do. I think Joe Burrow's a stud. I love the receivers. Jamar Chase coming off an excellent offensive rookie of the year season. And they've got a lot of talent there. But in all honesty, I think the Steelers have a bigger advantage on the defensive side of the ball than the Bengals do on the offensive side of the ball. Bengals do have that advantage there, but I just think the Steelers' defense is going to negate that and then some. And I think as long as Trubisky makes some plays, Najee Harris puts up some yards, they should be just fine. If anything, like you said, McPherson might win this one with a kick, but I'm still going to come within that plus 6.5 margin. I really can't see it going any other way. Yeah, I mean, and look at the look at the history of this this rivalry. The, the Steelers have really owned the Bengals. They went from 2015 to late 2020 with never beating the Steelers, playing them twice a year. Not until recently have the Bengals taken over. But look at the past the last two games past year, Bengals swept them. But this was because the offense was absolutely pitiful in its snowballs. Just a little bit of production from Najee Harris and Trubisky, and this defense gets some rest. I think it'll be able to start to, start to get to Joe Burrow a little bit. The offensive line is better for the Bengals, but we don't know how, how much better. And it might take some time to, to really play in unison. This Steelers defense is just so tough. And like you said, I think I think it did more advantage on defense than the Bengals do on offense. Um, I, I think this this team also has uh, is, is going to be better coached. Than the Bengals, so I think that negates some of the home field advantage. I just think the value there for the, for the Steelers is too good to pass up on. This should be a, a close game, and hopefully, for my bankroll, the Steelers pull it off at the end. If we lose one, I'm okay with it. If the Bengals win by seven or fourteen, I'll take that. I'll live with the results. I think you can tease this one up a little bit, though. I think if you get the Steelers to Seven and a half. I don't think you lose that much value. Let's actually. There's some really good 
alt lines here that I want to show you real quick, Justin. If you like the Steelers to win and you're feeling a little greedy and don't want to just take the money line, you can take them minus two for plus 290, minus three for plus 380. And then if you want them to win by a touchdown, you can take the minus six for plus 600. That is quite the risk, but maybe the reward is there. I like getting the six and a half, but if you're not convinced, you can get the seven on DraftKings, plus seven for minus 125. That extra 20, really worth it to go ahead and push on a touchdown victory for the Bengals. If you want to still win on that touchdown victory, you can get plus seven and a half or plus eight for minus 140 and minus 145. Really not a bad price to add just a little bit of extra value. And I mean, that's a huge jump, right? The jump between six and a half and then seven and a half. So if you're high in the Steelers like we are, lots of value here on the alt lines or just that straight up six and a half spread. I wonder, it's moved around just a little bit, hasn't it? I wonder if we see this drop a little bit closer to four or five even as we head toward the game. It is in Cincy though, so it might stay the same. I'm gonna go ahead and bet this one so that way we don't lose the value there. Moving on to the Panthers hosting the Browns. This is the Baker Mayfield Bowl. However, the quarterback they have replaced him with will not be present. It is Dobbs. Are they starting Dobbs? It's going to be Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs. No, Nick. It's going to be Jacoby Brissett. They're not rolling out Dobbs out there, dog. Are you kidding <laughs> Why me? Why not? He's better no. than Brissett. Gosh. I don't care. I think Thank he's God you're not in charge of, of, of this stuff. I think he's better. Regardless, it is not Deshaun Watson versus Baker Mayfield. That's as far as my eyes see. That's it. Panthers only laying two and a half at home. This is my lock. This is my best bet of the week. Panthers at home, minus two and a half with Baker Mayfield getting that offense up and running in Charlotte, minus 140 on the money line. I'll lay the points. I don't see any reason the Browns come to Charlotte and pull this off. I mean, maybe you play it safe and take them minus one and a half or just take that minus 140, but I don't see any way Cleveland wins this game. Do you? I think Cleveland has a chance to win this game. I think that's why the line is where it is. I'm still with you. I would like to play the Panthers two and a half, but you have to remember that this Browns team is still really good without Deshaun Watson. This Browns team is still really good without a great quarterback. It's going to be challenging for them with, with, with Brissett, but I think he can do enough. This, this offense, this team is still built around the run game, the tandem they have in the backfield with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Their offensive line is still at least top three in the NFL, if not the best. This defense has some pieces. Miles Garrett can take over the game in a flash. So, I mean, I think they're really well coached too. Savansky deserves a lot of credit. So I don't think they're going to fall apart without Mayfield. But the Panthers opening at home, I, I think I think the, the, the tempo of the team is going to be high. I think the intensity within the, that, that team is high right now because of Matt Rule being on the hot seat and the, the competition between a team. So the competition between a team right now for, for uh, the roster spots and the quarterback position, which Mayfield ended up winning. No surprise there. Anyway, this team, I think, is going to come out hot, even if it doesn't sustain itself during the season. Even if McCaffrey gets hurt later on, I think a fresh Panthers team with a fresh McCaffrey at home is going to come out with a hot start. I like them winning this game by at least a field goal. So I'm, I'm with you. I think they're going to lay it on them. I think they're going to absolutely fucking dominate here. I don't think the Browns are going to be bad. But just like you said, they need this. Imagine week one, Matt Rule. He's in job-saving mode, right? He needs this yeah. win. Yeah. What would it look like for their, as of right now, the only franchise quarterback in sight... What would it look like for Baker Mayfield, the franchise, to come out there and lose to his old team with a second, third-string quarterback? That would reflect so poorly on him 
and rule at home. Yeah. They need this so bad. The Browns are just kind of waiting. They need to win as many games as they can before Watson returns, but they're imagining they're going to lose some. Yeah. They are. They're going to they're take some losses. They're going to take some bumps. I think this is the first one. I, I like the Panthers. I think that I think a stadium is gonna be is gonna be rocking. Bank of America. I, I think the Panthers are ready to go. Play this one all the way up to minus fourteen. I don't know about that one, Nick. I don't. I don't know about plus that one. Plus five forty. Uh, I don't know about that. You could play it up to thirteen. Win by two touchdowns. Minus thirteen for the Carolina Panthers is plus four twenty. Ah, there you go. I, I think this game will, will be close for majority. Panthers might pull away at the end, but I think I think it will be back and forth for a while. They'll probably win by. It'll be a struggle. They'll win between like three and ten, but I'm just saying, don't sleep on Carolina to absolutely dominate here. I love the Panthers in the spot. They need this one. They need this one. Cleveland is probably going to mail it in, and they could get stomped on here. Absolutely. Falcons plus one ninety-five against the Saints. They're getting five and a half points as the Saints come to Atlanta to take them on. I mean, you you get them at home, but I just think the Saints are such a are such much better team. I mean, you get you get Marcus Mariota behind no offensive line, you get no defensive line on on the defense. They haven't been able to build their team through the draft. This team has no spunk, no spark, no toughness. I like I like the Saints just in general this season. I think they're another team has slept on. So I like to play the the Saints five and a half, even though it's a lot. I think they'll steamroll them. I think the Saints offense is still gonna be high powered. I don't see the Falcons doing anything this season. They could be they could be the worst team in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised. So um But yeah, the Saints, I really like the Saints this year. Five and a half is a good bit of points, but I'll lay it with them. I don't mind that. I think their defense is awesome. They still return a lot of guys, and they look like they get a little bit better with some of these additions. I like it. I like it. I don't think that Mariota is going to look good at all. I think the Saints defense is going to come for him, and he's going to have a nightmare of a day. Give me the Saints, even if their offense is not clicking so well in the beginning of the season with the Winston kind of stepping back in I don't think it's going to matter I think that defense will be enough to get it done not one of my favorite plays of the week but I still am going to have to go Saints and the under over here is 42 and a half I'd probably have to take the under I don't think that this is going to be lit up either way this could be a pretty ugly one I think we could see the Saints win maybe 13 14 to three or six or seven maybe yeah. I don't know I'm not I'm not too keen on this Falcons offense with Marcus Mariota yeah I, th- I think the Riddler is better but of course he may not get the keys anytime soon I expect the Saints to, to, to potentially lay it on on the Falcons but I've seen what the Saints pass rush and their defense has done under Dennis, Dennis Allen to even somebody like Tom Brady so Marcus Mariota behind this line I don't know how they're going to score any points. No. I think the Saints should just steamroll with them. But that being said, I don't know if we get enough from the Falcons to get to that over. So I'll lean under, and I will play the Saints minus 5.5. Oh, yeah. I'll take the unders on a lot of Falcons' offensive props. Anything Mariota, I'd go under on, except for time sacked. We also have a game that you're absolutely loving. You cannot wait for this one to start soon enough. That is the New England Patriots versus Miami Dolphins. Is there anything better than betting on the Patriots week one and getting the points? Patriots are plus three visiting Miami. Over under is 46 and a half. If you want the Pats to win, you're going to get plus 140. Do you like those lines? This is an interesting game to talk about. The Dolphins actually sweeping the Patriots last year. And throughout history, the Dolphins have always given the Patriots a hard time in Miami when they have had to travel to that heat and humidity even when the Patriots were such a better team and winning Super Bowls with Brady they've always struggled there last year they beat them by nine points during the end of the season after sweet or after beating them early earlier in the season in New England this Dolphins offense should be improved with the weapon they've added including Tyreek Hill it's gonna be tough for the Patriots to, to, to guard Hill I'm sure Belichick will have have a, a plan but as much as we, we talk about Tua and his, his limitations I think his offense can still move the ball 
behind the new coach, uh, McDaniels. So can they get enough for Mac Jones in this weather, in this heat, to fight against what the Dolphins are going to bring on offense? I don't know. I think I'd like the Dolphins minus three here in, in this game. Really? Yeah, I, I like the Patriots this season, but opening in Miami, I actually like the, the Dolphins here. I know Belichick is, is going to have their guys go there, for, I think, for like a week beforehand, try to get used to it, because Belichick does a great job of, of game playing, getting his guys prepared. But I think there's some excitement for this Dolphins team, and I think with the combination with the weather, I think they're going to have a hot start. I would actually take the Dolphins minus three. I don't really like the minus three spreads because I prefer having two, two and a half because of the field goal. But I'll take my Dolphins minus three in this one. I'm going to say like it's a semi-lean. Like maybe I'll put it like in a parlay. I'm not saying it's like a full-on play, put a unit on it, but I'm also not saying it's lean. Like somewhere in between, I'll probably throw it in a parlay. But give me Dolphins minus three in this one. The money line is not so good on the Fins. It is minus 165. So you are better taking an alt line, trying to get it down to two and a half, or whatever you can do with your sports book. I don't know, though. I have to go in a different direction. I want the Patriots in the three points. I think they're going to want to come out, break that cycle, have some success opening up. I think this is going to be Mac Jones' world tour season. I think he's going to be the best that we've seen. Him getting comfortable in that system with Belichick. Three points. I don't think they lose by more than a field goal here if they do lose. Give me the Patriots all day long. I'm not going to lock it up just like you're not going to lock up the Fins, but I'm going to have to go with the points here. Last Monday, excuse me, last 1 o'clock game. We're, we're jumping ahead to Monday. You may wrap it up. I get it. Last 1 o'clock game, Jacksonville and Washington. Whew, the Jaguars absolute visit. Absolute banger of a game. The Jaguars visit the lowly commanders. <laughs> They are plus three, though, on the road. Commanders minus three at home, minus 165 on the money. Jacksonville getting plus 140, under over 44. Jacksonville and Washington, who do you have? I, when I first looked at this game, I started out, you know, a couple of months ago looking at the games. I really thought that I like the Commanders in this game. Mm. But a lot, a lot has happened since then. We saw what the Commanders looked like during the preseason. True. They lost all their games, which is fine. It's the preseason. Right. But the bright spot was really Sam Howell. Carson Wentz struggled. I mean, struggled. He struggled. He struggled with some basic mechanics, even the preseason, just like getting his feet set. I just, I wasn't impressed with how the Commanders looked on the field and things that they have preached about and talked about getting corrected from last season is still showing up. Their defense still can't get together. Their defensive line is still not lining up correctly and maintaining gap control even in basic plays and, and preseason. They can't get their guys to, to line up, and they've been talking about this since last season. I don't know how this magically corrects itself during regular season. I just don't think this defense is very good anymore. I, I, th- I think I think it's, it's seriously, seriously regressed. It's gone downhill. I don't think that Del Rio is going to be able to put together a good game plan. And their guys still don't know how to be in position and, 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 and do their job and be disciplined. So I think Trevor Lawrence could have a really good start to this season. And, I mean, you talk about home field? What home field? The commanders have the worst attendance in the NFL. It's True. not really close. It's the worst experience you can have. It's like every game that happens with the commanders, their stadium gets taken over by the fans. So at, at best, it's neutral. The fact that they're starting in, in Washington. And I think there's more pressure on, on Wentz and, and Ron and this commander's team starting week one in FedEx than there is with the Jaguars. The expectations aren't that high for the Jaguars. They're at, you know, Urban Meyer's gone. I think Trevor Lawrence could have a really good game against this commander's defense. I would consider looking at the Jaguars' money line at this point. But if not, g- give me that plus three. I like Jaguars plus three. And, and also, commanders, real quick... No Brian Robinson anymore because True. because of getting shot in the leg and you know prayers Tragic. up we yeah prayers up we hope he get you know recovers quickly but no Brian Robinson Cam Curl's questionable now so and obviously starting with no Chase Young this Jaguars team they, they've improved a little bit I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get better I like the Jaguars a lot in the spot plus three yeah I'm going to have to agree with you here when we did the season win totals 
I'm going under on Jacksonville. I don't think that they are going to put together many wins. But when we did that and we looked at the schedule, this was one of the few wins that I actually found for them. I think that they can get this done. Plus three feels super generous. I might even take it minus two and a half or minus three for them on an all line. But if nothing else, at least the money. Like you said, the commander's defense, they're missing Chase Young. They're missing other guys. They were not good last year. And they fire a coordinator. Who does who does Ron let go? The his guy from Carolina. Uh, Sam Mills. It's like in the eighteen hundreds chopping off a finger when the whole fucking arm has gangrene. Del Rio is the problem. Get rid of him. What are you doing firing like little guys here and there? That that's not the issue. And this man gets gets fined a couple hundred thousand dollars for saying some crazy shit about, about the uh um the um January sixth ordeal. I don't think he has command of this locker room, and I think it shows on the Absolutely. field. No, I, I really don't like him as a coordinator here. I don't like what he's putting out there. Just just an awful spot. And like you said, Chase Young assumes to be their best player every year on the defensive side of the ball, or at least that's kind of what we projected after his phenomenal rookie season. Without him, what else do they have? Even with him, what do they have in that scheme? It's just not good. I'll say, I'll say this: I think I think the Commanders have a lot of talent. Okay. And but you get so tired of hearing about oh they got four first round picks on the defensive line because it doesn't mount anything. Right. But Jonathan Allen, I think he's he's one of the better interior rushers in the NFL. I think Ron Payne is is really solid. I think Monta Sweat has a ton of potential. We've seen him. I like Sweat. We've seen him take over games and do some damage. In the secondary, Kendall Fuller is one of the best slot, slot cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, I think Cam Curl is, is very underrated in the back end as a safety. We don't know if he's going to play. But this defense certainly has talent. And they've spent so many draft picks on offensive players. But they need a good coordinator, a good coach to put it all together. And it seems very dis- it seems like it's just been disappointment with this defense over and over again. Maintaining the same players but not getting the results. The offense is going to have to have to bear so much weight. And it's gonna gonna rest on Carson Wentz. It is hard to make a bet and 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 and, and rest your money and, and your your hope and your confidence on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz history. and Antonio Gibson, Gibson flailing who, he, his arm. He keeps putting the ball on the ground. Gibson can't stop fumbling the the ball. So yeah, it is tough to bet on the Commanders in the current year. They also lost what's his name, Ionitis. I liked him a lot. I like Ionitis. Yeah, but he's not there anymore. No, he wasn't there last yeah. year. Oh damn! I'm a little. I haven't loaded. I'm still on Madden 20. It's okay. <laughs> let me let me reload a little bit. But in all seriousness, though, the three points feels very generous. The Jaguars under over 44. I'm gonna go over on that. I'm gonna take the Jag spread. Yeah, I, th- I think there'll be some points in the game. I think the Commanders could even you know his his big plays to Dotson and McLaurin. Sure. But it's just about it's just about can their defense hold up? I think I think it'll be I think it'll be blow for blow. But I would like the Jaguars Wait, covering what? the ends. I think we'd be blow for blow. Yeah, you Just keep moving, Nick. I think this is going to be a shootout, and if you're going to tell me that I have to pick Carson Wentz and Antonio Gibson versus Trevor Lawrence and no Urban Myers, it's the Urban Meyer effect. He's gone, and now everything's fine. Expect Lawrence to have a good game and look like he's primed for a great season, and then for everything to kind of flatline from here and, and kind of hit a nice medium. I think he'll have a fine season, but I think week one against that commander's defense is the best he's going to look, and I think he's going to look pretty darn good. We'll see if Trayvon Walker can make a play against the commander's offensive line. True, I got true. Some, I got some questions about the offensive line, too, for the commanders, but we'll see how he does week one. Hey, if you can, First I don't know that pick. the lines are up, but get him tackles over, oh. sacks over. You know, the also, also storyline no one's talking about is Brandon yeah. Sheriff. Ooh. The all-pro guard returning to Washington. True. I mean, offensive line. He's going to be pancaking about, left and right. It's going to be like Waffle House. Sheriff, Sheriff is good if he can stay on the he field. Is. You know, it's just the commanders have a history of, of getting hurt. So, Moving on to our 4 o'clock games, we have the New York football Giants versus the Tennessee football Titans. Titans are at home, and they're going to lay 5.5 under over 43.5. Are you betting the Titans in Tennessee? No, I like I like the I like the Giants on the spread here. Okay, so that does it for our podcast here. We've gone completely off the rails, and we're gonna have to shut it down. 
Unless okay. Big Money Justin can explain himself. No. I don't need to explain myself. If you if you believe it's so absurd, right now put 10 units. Put 10 units on that five, my five and a half for Titans, if you believe it so much. We've crucified Daniel Jones. What do you I mean? I know we have. I know we have. Plus five and a half. You want to take that? Yes, I do. Bro, the Titans are going to roll. Okay, tell me why. Tell me why. Am I? Is there some piece of information that I'm missing? The Titans will certainly win this game. But it's going to be close. It's going to be low scoring. Look at the under. I don't even know what the under is. but look 43 at, and a half. Look at, yes, take the I'll under. I'll take the under with you. I'll do that. I'll take do the that. under. Maybe it's a safer bet. Take the under. Also take the spread of the Giants. The Titans are the better team. I get it. But the absolute strength of the Titans meets the absolute strength of, of, of the Giants. I think the Giants can do the best is stop the run. Their front seven. That's what Titans are going to do. That's our identity all game. It's going to be running the ball, getting Derrick Henry going. They're not going to score. They've never been known to score. They're not going to score a ton of points. They're not just going to steamroll them. They're going to, they might get a comfortable lead. They're going to keep running the ball. But they only need a few plays from the Giants. And that'll be enough to get there. Because I don't think the Titans are going to steamroll them with, with their game plan. It's going to be strength versus strength. I think it's going to be a struggle. I think the Titans will get better as season goes on. That's what they do. They might score more points as season goes on. But I think this is going to be a defensive struggle to start the season. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be close. I like the five and a half spot. I like the under. Like I said, I don't love laying points, especially in the first week, especially in the NFL. But I just can't trust the Giants for anything. I think the Titans team is decent enough to do this. Honestly, I will you bet me right now, ten bucks to your hundred that Malik Willis takes a snap. What? I'm betting on an injury to happen. No. I'm betting on an injury to happen. No. Yes. It's going to be fourth quarter. The game will be so far out of hands. They'll say, here, why don't you take a couple of knees for us? No. It would have to be, it would have to be like, it would have to be like, like a 30 point lead for that to happen. But we'll see. If Malik Wills touches the ball, the listener heard it first here. Was there anything else on this game you want to add? No. Take all the Daniel Jones unders. If they win, it will not be because of him. What's his name? A Duke looks, looks decent. I think he might actually be better. I don't know. The guy for Duke now. I don't know who that is. Did you see him? No. I, I don't know his name. The quarterback for Duke. He looks like the second coming of Danny Dimes. We'll have to look it up. We'll talk about it on the college podcast. I'll have to, I'll have to do my research. Another 4 o'clock game. Cardinals and Chiefs. Chiefs only laying 4.5 on the road. They're going to visit the Cardinals and Kyler Murray in the desert. Under overset at a staggering 53.5. Cardinals are plus 175 to win on the money. Chiefs are minus 205. What do you want to do here with this this absolute slobber knocker? I think I think this line is set pretty well when you look at the over 53 and a half. I think this should be a high scoring game. The Chiefs defense does have some good pieces. They can play a little bit, but I expect some fireworks, some some points back and forth. We'll continue to follow the storyline of Kai Murray. Can he live up to the contract? Does he get off the Xbox before this game starts? That'll be that'll be the question, but Mahomes and Chiefs offense should be motivated to prove themselves again. Kind of get back to the check down and completions. They kind of got away from it a little bit last season. They tried to do a little too much, but I think it'll be focused on just moving the ball, getting first downs, getting the ball to Kelsey. They can still do with Tyreek Hill, and they'll be eager to prove that. I think his offense will still be great. Um, we'll see what happens. The the Cardinals now their defense losing Chandler Jones. The pass rush, I don't know, man. It can't it can't be just JJ Watt in his in his, you know, thirtieth season anchoring the defense. They need, they need a little bit more, so um it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Cardinals. I I I, I think I would lean the Chiefs minus four and a half and I would probably play the over. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch the over under just because it's set so high. I think it's also set really well, like you said. On the Chiefs side of the ball, I just don't see how the Cardinals are gonna stop them. I mean, they're going to throw J.J. Watt's corpse at them. Plants vs. Zombies slowly creeping up. Okay, you made two Plants vs. Zombies references in one week. You're and cut off. No, I'm not. I'm not. Just wait. Next week, I'm going to be hammering the Angry Birds. Just wait. Yeah, go, go for a different mobile game. Temple Run. I will. Something, but let's, let's get off the Plants vs. They're going to have Kyler Murray doing Temple Run out there. It's okay. going to be crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But what I do know is the Chiefs 
are going to find that the Cardinals have no answer for their offensive firepower. Chiefs fizzle out a little bit towards the end of last season. Cardinals start, start really hot at the beginning of last year. I don't expect that to be the case this year. I think the Chiefs come in there and show them what's up. I think they win by a pretty substantial margin. And I don't think Andy Reid's going to take his foot off the gas. I don't think he's sitting there John Caliendo with a glass of milk. I really don't. Nope. So give me the Chiefs to win minus four and a half. You say the over. I guess I'll tail you on that one, but I'm not I'm not loving it. It's not McDonald's. Green Bay and Minnesota. This one actually just updated in real time. Just uh, changed to my iPad. Wow. Before my very eyes, Green Bay now favored minus one and a half in Minnesota against the Vikings. Are we overthinking this? Is this Green Bay all the way? Give me, give me the, the Vikings. I've been, I've been talking them up all, all off season. Even if they lose by one, give me the plus one and a half for the Vikings. I think maybe they come out with a big signature win at home. Um, I, I like the team overall a little bit better than, than, than the Packers. I like the receiving core a lot better. Obviously, it's Justin Jefferson versus what Dobbs now with with, with the Packers. I'll I'll, t- I'll take the Vikings to to pull up the upset win. I I get where you're coming or, from, or or at least the one and a half points. I get where you're coming from. If they set this line at three, maybe on the Vikes, but I think Aaron Rodgers and them come in there to Minnesota, and they assert dominance early on. I really do. I like the Vikings this season. I think it's within the realm of possibility that they win the division, but Green Bay is still the class. I'm going to have to roll with them because the spread is so small. Probably take them on the money line. That's only minus 120. Over under is set at 48. I do think this will be high scoring. I think Kirk Cousins is going to get them going in the same way Rodgers will get the pack going. Give me over 48. Last 4 o'clock game of the day, we have the Las Vegas Raiders and the LA Chargers. Chargers laying 3.5. They are minus 180 on the money line. Raiders getting the 3.5, and and they are plus 155 on the money. Does Las Vegas have a chance in LA? I don't know how the Chargers are going to cover this tandem of receivers. Waller, Renfro, and Adams. It's going to be so difficult for them to compete with this. There is a lot of great pieces on Chargers defense when you look on paper, but putting it together is the hard part. We've seen time and time again defenses with talent, like the Commanders, have not performed well unless they have the coaching behind them, they have the scheme and plan behind them. The Chargers still had Bosa and Derwin James last year, who were both top 100 NFL players, but they were bottom three in almost every single category defensively. So can they compete and defend against these three receivers? It's going to be so tough, even with J.C. Jackson in there. And I think that the connection between Adams and Carr will be just as good as the connection between Rodgers. Carr and Adams have remained great friends. They have connections from, from Fresno State. So I expect that connection to be pretty electric early on. And then if you know, if the Chargers uh, play, play small... And, 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 and they bring guys out of the box, I, I don't think they'll be afraid to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. It'll be hard to stop him. So this offense is just so loaded. It's really going to come down to can the Raiders get going early, get a lead, and then let the pass rushers between Crosby and Chandler Jones tee off and hopefully, hopefully disrupt Herbert. This should be a shootout. I don't know what the over is set at, but this should be a shootout. It should be a fun game to watch. I'm going to take the Raiders on the three. I don't mind that. I'll probably do the same thing here. I'll probably take the over, too. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. And when it comes down to it, this might be a field goal game. I feel more comfortable getting the three and a half than I do laying it. It is a home game for the Chargers, but I don't think that'll matter all that much in the end. Give me the Raiders plus three and a half and then over 52 and a half. If we lose on it, so what? We learn something about the teams. I think Herbert will be good, but like you said, Carr has some weapons and he has some familiarity. Let's see let's see this play out. I think it's it's nice to always get some points on a team that could win the game, especially when you're getting more than a field goal. That does it for our Sunday day games. We have the Sunday night game. Cowboys and Buccaneers week one rematch 
from the opening game last year. Bucks are laying two on the road in Dallas. Cowboys plus 110 on the money line over under 50 even. What do you want to do on this one? This one seems like a, a toss-up in Vegas's eyes. What do you say? I say uh, I don't like playing the Cowboys out of principle. I have a hard time betting with them or against them. I would say I'd lean towards the Buccaneers here. I still think the Buccaneers are a good team. And we've we've talked about Brady. You know, what t- at what point does the, do the wheels finally fall off? But this team is still really solid. I think their defense is still great. Um, a lot of pressure on Dak in this game at home to throw the ball well without Amari Cooper, without uh, Cedric Wilson. I don't think that the Cowboys will be able to run the ball at all against this front. So, again, a lot's going to be on Dak. And I, I expect Brady to outperform Dak in this game. We'll see. We'll see how Michael Parsons does against uh, Brady and this stout Buccaneers offensive line if he's able to resume his success he had last season. I think it should be a good game, but if I had to pick one, I'd lean towards the Buccaneers minus uh, two points. Uh, we're talking about Brady dueling with Dak. Sometimes, uh, you know, Cowboys playing at home in a big game, it's hard to tell if it's advantage or disadvantage because of the massive pressure that's put on the Cowboys. Yeah, I have and, uh, over over Sorry, real quick, over 50 even. Yes, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm going to be over as well here. I agree, Buccaneers have a lot of talent surrounding Brady. I just find it hard not to lay two points with the Buccaneers. I mean, Dallas at home, getting points, sure, tempting. Dak missing some pieces here. I I just can't bet against Brady. It's just out of principle to bet against him in a spot like this with all the lights on him. That's just not something I'm comfortable to do. Is this the year that he finally takes a step back? Perhaps so. But he doesn't need to be in his prime to beat this Cowboys team on Sunday night. He really doesn't. I love laying the points with the Eagles, the Panthers, and the Bucks here. These are the three games that if we only get three where the, the team laying the points on the spread wins, I'm going to guess it's going to be these. I'm I'm all in on the Bucks. I'm not gonna lock it up, but it's a soft lock, maybe. I'm I'm pretty into the Buccaneers to do this. What do you think? Are you locking it? No, just leaning it. Let's let's lean into it. That does it for all of our Sunday games. We have the Monday night game, Broncos and Seahawks. Let's ride reunion. But we got to get through this full slate of Sunday action first. We've got plenty of bets to do. I'm thinking a round robin with some of these unders, with some of these points. Godspeed, brother. Godspeed. I'm just saying. That does it for the first regular season episode of the Goalpost Gambling Podcast. Thank you, everyone, that stuck with us from preseason till now. Everyone just joining. We are so glad to have you listening. Even if it is just one listener... Well, is it just one? I hope not. If it is, I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for tuning in. Bro, I'm starting to think I'm too depressed to do this podcast.